What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wipe That Smark Off Your Face, the pro wrestling theme podcast brought to you by the Nerd Pool Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the biggest news that has happened in a long time in the world of professional wrestling as AEW All Elite Wrestling is now officially a thing. It is happening, headed by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. We're also breaking down the Royal Rumble pay-per-view match coming up. We're going to break down the card, talk about them a little bit, and we're going to give my predictions for the matches coming out or that have been announced so far. We're going to jump right in right now and talk about All Elite Wrestling. That is right where it is happening. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks on January 1st, 2019 at 12.01 a.m. released a video of them, of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page outside the Tokyo Dome looking at their phones, uh, wondering what this big announcement was going to be that has happened for so long. They have been teasing it. Is it a WWE signing? Is it all in two? What is happening? What is going on? And we finally got our news as we see the Double or Nothing logo hits the screen, and it Looks awesome coming to us live in May from the MGM Grand. Um, Double or Nothing is not only because of the Vegas thing, but I guess because the MGM Grand is a 20,000-seat arena, if I remember correctly. And if they sell it out, it will be Double or Nothing. This is a huge step in that direction. But that wasn't the only thing that was given. As Hangman Page says, hey, guys, my phone says something different. And as Cody Rose and the Young Bucks all said Double or Nothing, he flips his, and we just see a logo that says AEW. All Elite Wrestling was a trademark filed a few mo- about a month ago by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium for that address, and it got the world speculating, and they said that it's just in case they want to go forward. They didn't want to put it out there. Now it is official. The Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes have started their own professional wrestling company backed by the billionaire Khan family that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. This could be serious competition for the WWE if it's done right. The way Cody puts this forward, this sounds like a traditional wrestling company. Wins and losses mean something. They said the pay will be competitive and on scale with what everybody's making other places. They said that the they're basically saying that the people involved will have, you know, more input as to what their character is. And going forward, this sounds kind of like it's going to be NXT, but not NXT. It's not under the WWE brand. And this could actually be the biggest competition for Vince McMahon in a long time. This isn't just some upstart um, Ring of Honor or TNA. TNA, you know, Jeff Jarrett and them had money and they had backers. They never had this kind of money. Ring of Honor has a multi-million, probably billion-dollar company behind them in Sinclair Broadcasting. But Sinclair seems content with just taking their money and making it the way it is. Ring of Honor is profitable. There's no doubt about it. They are profitable. But it seems like Sinclair doesn't want to take the risk of growing the company. And I'm hoping AEW can change that to where Sinclair is saying, hey, they're making all this money. Why can't we be making all this money and doing the same thing? But with the Khan family, there's been very little announced. They had a big uh, press conference on January 8th where they broke down Basically, what I just told you, they didn't give a lot of stuff away. They did hear some of the signings they've got. We we have a few WWE alumni that are signed, and I'm not just talking Cody Rhodes, but Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are you know the ones there, the vice presidents. I don't know if they'll be on-air personalities. I know they will to help carry it. I don't know if they're going to be the ones to get pushed to the main event, you know, because there's there's a lot of backlash that can come if you being a booker and being and pushing 
yourselves to the top. Uh, they were announced. They announced the signing of two um, Asian superstars. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce their names, but they're pretty big on the the Japanese and Chinese independent circuits uh, of professional wrestling. I believe they go by the Happy Brothers or the or something like that. But that seems to be the one signing that they said they're interested in and getting more overseas talent as well as talent from within the United States. Uh, the other the other talent signing so far has been Joey Janela and his valet and probably one of the hottest valets in professional wrestling, Penelope Ford. Um, if you saw the all-in event, you saw Joey Janela as he took on Hangman Page in a street fight. Joey Janela is very, very well versed in professional wrestling. He's big on the independent scene. He's character driven. He's he's decent on the mic, and he has a woman with him that is just smoking hot. We also see the signing of um, Maxwell J. Freeman, which MJF, if you don't know who MJF is, if you're just a casual fan, MJF, think of EC3 from NXT, the, the billionaire playboy. I've got more money than you. That means I'm better than you. Think of him just at another iteration. It's pretty much the same character. They do it about as well, and he, he's a good signing for them. But that's not it. We also get Hangman Page, Hangman Page, Adam Page, however you want to market him, has reemerged as a top prospect and not only independent wrestling, but he's been on the WWE radar from his work in New Japan and Ring of Honor. When get, signing with the, when he got onto the Bullet Club and got brought into the Elite and all that, they turned uh, Adam Page from a just a low-level, pretty much no-name independent wrestler to one of the hottest guys on the market and one of the fastest up-and-coming free agents there is. By giving him a new gimmick, giving, letting him be him, and letting his personality show. He's good in the ring, and his personality is, is is jumped leaps and bounds from when he first got in. But we're not just talking about the men right now. We're also upon, well, with Penelope Ford. We also have the signing of Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandi Rhodes, who will be overseeing the women's division. We also have the signing of Dr. Britt Baker, who is a licensed dentist she is fully licensed has her doctorate and she is also a professional wrestler again if you saw the all-in event she was in the she was in a match with chelsea green um tessa blanchard and madison rain she's very capable in the ring and a very good signing to jump start the women's division now the two biggest signings have to be of Pac. you might know him as neville from the wwe um as he went through the wwe and he was unhappy with being in the cruiserweight division only and not being used and utilized like he should and could have been because he's phenomenal in the ring. His when he turned it when he got turned heel and his heel work became the must watch, must see of the cruiserweight division. And then when they tried to focus more on Enzo Amore, he kinda just said, I'm done with this if we're gonna let somebody who doesn't know how to wrestle not only be the champion, but we're gonna put him on our back, put up this whole division on his back and he walked out and he spent over a year or more on the sidelines not being able to do anything letting his contract run out you know they wouldn't release him and he showed up last year at dragon gate wrestling in japan and joined one of their groups and ended up winning their heavyweight belt and now he is signed with aew and he looks like we're going to springboard into a match or a feud with adam page right off the bat as he showed up at the event in full wrestling attire, carrying a belt, being full heel Pac as he interrupted Adam Page 
and talked about, you know, talked to him. And then Adam Page said, if that's a challenge, then it's accepted. So I'm guessing we're getting them at double or nothing, which should be a phenomenal match. But the biggest announcement and biggest signing has to be the one of the legend Chris Jericho signing with AEW at the end of the press conference. That's the last thing you see is Jericho signing a multi-year deal. And that's another thing. We're getting multi-year deals here for good money. Jericho said this is one of the most lucrative contracts he's ever got. Now, I don't think Jericho is going to be on TV week after week. He has a lot of stuff going on with his podcast, with his band Fozzie, with movie roles. You know, I think he'll be on he'll, – he'll do TV and he'll do matches, but I also think he's going to be more also in the back trying to help out, trying to build the company. But it's a huge signing, and it legitimizes – the company a little more when you're having a big name like that sign someone who was recently you know wrestling for WWE who's done great work in New Japan with Kenny Omega and uh, Tanahashi and Naito and people like that <clears throat> it's it's a huge signing for them and a huge get and it looks like the Khan family is actually trying to make a go with this now people are going to compare this to WCW and that might be a fair comparison it might really be a fair comparison because you have a, a billionaire family getting into the wrestling business. Um, as far as I know, they've been fans of the wrestling business for a long, long time. But it, we saw what WCW ended up doing before they started squandering it by letting too much go. When when WCW was when Turner and AOL merged to become that conglomerate, AOL didn't want WCW, and that's kind of what made it suffer as they were using it and treating it like a stepchild. If the Khan family actually legitimately puts money into this and legitimately wants to make a go at running for being top dog in the wrestling business, this could get real interesting real fast. Um, we're not going to put WWE out of business, so let's just get that right out of the gate. I don't think anybody wants the WWE out of business because competition breeds better competition. And we need big companies. We need other places for people to work. So now we're not only having AEW, WWE, we still have Impact. We have New Japan. We have Ring of Honor. We have all these companies that are officially, you know, being a place where other people can actually go to work. So we're not just stuck with one conglomerate company. We could end up having a big thing on our hands. And the other part is, and this is all rumored, they, I'm pretty sure they were going to have a television deal. I mean, with that, that's. I don't think all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. I think it's the reason they didn't announce it. But for them to come out and make a spectacle like this, they had to have had some kind of deal coming into place. And the rumored deal is on TNT or TBS, which would be hugely interesting and entertaining. And more of a WCW comparison. See, that's that's going to be the big thing is them trying to not be compared to WCW. But with if they get the TNT deal, that is a huge deal. It's broadcast in every home on every platform you can get. And not only will it bring eyes to the company, not only will it bring eyes to the people that working that's working there, it could also reignite another Monday Night War if they eventually decide to go that. Now, I know that rumored is if they give it a TV deal, Tuesday night is what they're looking at, which would be smart off the bat. You don't want to go head-to-head -head with the juggernaut that is WWE on Monday night on their flagship program. Even though that's the night that people watch wrestling, people know that it's wrestling, going up against that out of the gate would be a tough, tough thing. You have to build your audience up to get to that point to where you can actually make a comp competitive competition and a go at it if you decide to go that route. With this signing and with them giving out lucrative contracts, you've got to look at underutilized talent in the WWE that might 
jump ship because they want to try something. Uh, you got to look at people like Dolph Ziggler, like The Revival, Ty Dillinger, D Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Finn Balor, The Club, just these people that aren't being utilized to their fullest potential. And while a lot of them get over and they're big names, signing with AEW, they might not make as much money, but you'll work a lighter schedule. And you'll also, if they're on TBS, you'll still be seen by, you could be seen by as many eyes, which is going to make it very interesting for any talent up and coming that's in the WWE or not in the WWE to where they'd want to sign. Because I know Triple H is, especially is gung-ho for in it, for independent talent. He's snatching up as much as he can get. If he has some more competition, this is going to be a lot harder for him to do. But again, Competition breeds better competition, so we I'm very excited to see where this goes. And speaking of the WWE, one of their big four pay-per-views, which their big four pay-per-views are the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series is coming up. It's the first pay-per-view of the year, and that is the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is headlined by the 30-man over-the-top rope Battle Royal, which is done differently than a Battle Royal. The first two competitors, one and two, will start in the ring. They'll wrestle for five minutes, and then... Someone else comes in, and every minute and a half after that, we get a new competitor until all 30 are in the ring, with the winner getting a title shot of his choice from Raw or SmackDown at WrestleMania in the main event. We also are having the women's 30-man or 30-woman over-the-top rope Royal Rumble match that goes the same way as the men's 30. And we, I love the Royal Rumble match because we always get surprises. We always get some people that are... Legends that come in, returning superstars, or even debuting superstars, and we're going to jump right into that. Um, I really feel, even though the Elite is starting their own company, I kind of, I, I just feel that we're going to get the debut of Kenny Omega. There's rumored that the Young Bucks and Cody were offered $3 million a year to come to WWE, and they turned that down because of All Elite Wrestling. The same rumor is, is that Kenny Omega was offered the same amount of money for three years at $3 million. That is a lot of money to try to turn down. And WWE is still technically the pinnacle and where you want to be. Now, Kenny Omega was in the feeder system. He was in their 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 independent, not, not independent. He was in the NXT before NXT was NXT and FCW and their... their minor league system for a while and then got released and he has rejuvenated his career in Japan and on the independent circuit to where he is one of the most sought after uh, wrestlers on the planet and one of the best wrestlers on the planet and $3 million. If they bring you in my, my, I want to see him in there cause I'd love to see how he has matches with Shinsuke Nakamura again or AJ Styles, Finn Balor, these, these, you know, the Seth Rollins, these legitimate people that, that are just, Great wrestlers. I'd love to see these great matches. But WWE has a tendency to bring people in, watering them down, and not letting them be themselves. But if they're paying him $3 million a year, there's no way that they're going to give him that kind of money and he's not going to have a rocket strapped to his ass and this shot to the moon. There's no way he's not going to get pushed. I really think we're going to see him at the Rumble. I really think we'll see him in the Rumble. I mean, I, I just AJ Styles did it a few years ago, and we see where he's at now, and I just – I feel like Kenny Omega is going to give it a go in the WWE and then in three years if it's up you know hopefully AEW will still be there and he can go and he can be the biggest name there we'll have to wait and see my pick to win the Royal Rumble while it's it, it's it's tough to always choose this 
Uh, I believe the favorite is Drew McIntyre, and I really think it's Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins are probably the favorite to win. And me, I'm really going with Drew McIntyre. I really think Drew McIntyre could win and be the face that they want, especially if they're going to dethrone Brock. If they don't give um, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman are having a match later on, if they don't let Braun Strowman win that and Lesnar holds it to WrestleMania, I really think that Drew McIntyre is a guy that legitimately looks, can go, he can talk. He could be the guy to dethrone him if you want to make him your legitimate star. Now, the women's match, uh, we, we always get a bunch of you know, returning women. I, I feel that we'll get Victoria is going to be in this this year because it's her. She's doing one last run. She's retiring at the end of this year, and I think it'd be a good final get for her just to be in the Women's Royal Rumble. I think we see the return of Carmen or Kong or Awesome Kong um, with the Netflix show Glow being as big as it is and her being a legitimate wrestler. And it would be a cool stare down to see her and Nia Jax have a, have a stare down to see you know, that, that intensity and them go at it and have her eliminate Nia. That way you're not having to deal with it. My pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble, this one's tough because there's a couple ways to go. I honestly think that it should be Bailey or Amber Moon. There, I think they might finagle a way to get Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey into it, depending on how their match goes later on to set up later on. So the women's Royal Rumble match is going to be tough. But I, I really think if you want a showing, I think I, my pick is going to be Bailey. I'm going to pick Bailey to win the women's Royal Rumble. Um, I think Bailey is a great competitor. I think she connects well with the fans. And if what happens later on with Ronda and Sasha, they could set up a match for a championship with Sasha and Bailey at the Royal Rumble or at the WrestleMania and that's the two just work well together and I think that's how it should go. We got Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Look, I'm over Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is tiresome in the matches he does. He he doesn't seem like he puts forward the best effort. Once a year he puts on a great match, but it has to be against somebody who's just phenomenal like Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. I don't know if it's because he's bored or what, but I'm seriously over Suplex City. I'm over this never competing bullshit, and I'm really tired of Brock Lesnar. Braun Strowman at one time was the most over guy in the company, and they squandered it. They squandered it bad because they they kept trying to push Roman Reigns. With Roman out of the picture, I don't know if they're going to put it on him. Brock Lesnar's going to win this match. I hate to say that. I really wish they'd just take the title off and we could be done with Lesnar. But... Uh, you know, so I, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar win this match, but I'm really hoping I'm wrong on this one, and they give it to Braun. Braun isn't exactly built up to be Universal Champion anymore, but he'd be better to have somebody on TV constantly defending, or not constantly defending, but at least being seen, instead of this guy who doesn't show up. When he does, he doesn't want to talk. He looks like he's bored and doesn't want to be there. He doesn't respect the business, and I'm just over the Brock Lesnar character. So, we're just going to go with that. Brock's going to win, though, and he'll go to WrestleMania, and he'll lose it at WrestleMania. We also have the SmackDown WWE Championship, the actual real uh, biggest championship in WWE. As we get Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, this match is probably going to steal the show. I mean, it's, it has all the potential. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles work very well together. They're two of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. Uh, Daniel Bryan's new heel persona is just amazing. He's Brian Dan- Danielson in Ring of Honor. That heel run turned up to 11. He And AJ Styles is the white-hot babyface. You know, the house that AJ Styles built on SmackDown. These two have had great matches already, and I fully intend them to have an even 
better match here if they're given in a lot of the time. My pick here is Daniel Bryan's going to retain the WWE Championship. They're not going to take it off of him that quickly or, you know, that easily. So I think AJ Styles loses here. Daniel Bryan moves on. And will I think he'll hold it to at least WrestleMania. We have Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. This should be fun. Uh, Sasha Banks is a phenomenal wrestler. Ronda Rousey has come a long way. And in the short time has proven that she can carry her, herself in a ring. I think Sasha and Ronda are going to have a fantastic match. I think Sasha is going to carry Ronda to probably her best match to date. Uh, Ronda Rousey I see going over unless we get some shenanigans with Becky Lynch costing Ronda the belt or Charlotte costing Ronda the belt. I see Ronda Rousey retaining and going on to defend at WrestleMania. But I, I fully intend this to be a phenomenal match, and I think that Sasha Banks deserves this chance to be in this role and to prove that she is one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is Asuka versus Becky Lynch. This match, I I really hope... See, I'm conflicted on this because I love both of these characters. Asuka just won the belt. I don't want Asuka to lose it this early. I think it would be a misuse of her in the championship role. But Becky Lynch is the man. Becky Lynch is the hottest thing WWE has going right now. They, She is seriously the most over person in the company, period, point blank, end of story. But I really don't think that they need this belt unless they're going for a champion, champion versus champion match at... WrestleMania between Ronda and Becky. So I, I think Oscar wins here probably by Ronda costing Becky the match or Charlotte costing Becky the match. Either way, Becky gets screwed out of the championship here. And next up, we have The Bar versus Shane McMahon and The Miz for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I, I really don't know what to say here. Um, the Miz has been doing a, a great comedic work as a, as a face. Him and Timmy and Shane McMahon, I don't know what it is. I don't know where the storyline's going. I don't know anything. They're going to win the tag titles. It's That's just what's going to happen. They're going to take it off the bar. They really shouldn't, but again, that's all it is, and that's all I can say. The only other match that's advertised right now is Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto versus Akira Takazawa versus Hideo Itami for the 205 Cruiserweight Championship. This ought to be a phenomenal match. This will probably be on the pre-show they might put it on the main card they shot me uh at survivor series by putting buddy murphy and mustafa ali on the main card but i fully intend this to be on the pre-show this should be a phenomenal match these guys all can go they all can fly and i, I really think that it's going to be a fun match to get the crowd going and get them ready for everything i think buddy murphy is still going to retain the title i don't think it's time to pull the title off of buddy murphy he's rejuvenated his career at 205 Live with this heel run. He's in phenomenal shape, and I really don't think that he's going to lose it just yet. Again, they might be saving that for WrestleMania. Now, it's we're not, we don't have an Intercontinental Championship match. We don't have a U.S. Championship match. We don't have the Raw Tag Team Championship. And again, it's, a two, it's two weeks out. We could easily have any of those matches put on. Uh, if it's the Raw Tag Team, it'll probably put on the pre-show, which is a shame. Uh, but we'll see how it goes from here. We'll we'll we're, we'll see how the match is set up, and we'll see how it goes from the Royal Rumble. But so far, those are my picks for the Royal Rumble. I hope you guys have enjoyed it, and I hope you watch the Royal Rumble. I hope you're excited for AEW as I am. It's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. There's a lot going on, a lot of big-name stories, and I, I can't wait to just report on more of it as it comes, as I'm a huge pro wrestling fan from everything from overseas, Japan, Mexico, Europe, 
Canada, everywhere. I mean, there's just, there's, you know, great wrestling is great wrestling. Great storytelling is great storytelling, no matter where it's from or where it's at, you know. So that's going to be it. That's Nerdpool for this week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. Follow me on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. You guys have been amazing. So until next time, just remember to wipe that smark off your face. And that's Nerdpool. See ya. Oh, yeah, what is that?